Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax. Your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you live from COG Studios on Thursday, March 5th, ahead of the LA Galaxy's home opener. Coming up on Saturday against the Vancouver Whitecaps, a big show planned for you. Lots and lots of information. Uh, we're going to get you ready for this game against Vancouver. We're going to talk about all the fun LA Galaxy news, get you updated on injuries, uh, and talk some uh, some other fun little intricate things about the game coming up this weekend. It's going to be packed, so make sure that you are ready. Uh, to help me do all that, he's back in the show. He hasn't been here, I don't know, like it feels like in three weeks, four weeks, a month, however it is. Eric the Portuguese Hammer is back in the studio. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going well. It's been since January, since so uh, the entire month of February, I, I did not attend. You didn't. You weren't here, so, so I'm back. It was a shorter month, so I have a little bit of an excuse. But you know, the, sm- the smell of the season opener is upon us. You're, it's, it's good to be back. You're ready now. I'm ready. You're, now. you're feeling. My it. body is ready. Okay, yes. good. I'm, I'm glad. I, I should also mention uh, in the studio we have Kelly and Lexi who are in here, uh, being yes. our live studio audience. I was going to say th- I didn't. I never act like anyone's listening so this is going to be this is difficult for this, me. this is going to be too hard for I you know, i never think anyone listens yeah. no nobody does don't worry i've, I've been checking all right so just go go just on as planned normal we'll do normal stuff we, you were busy though last night i should be i mean okay so i i heard from <laughs> i heard it i heard a little rumor that your wife was out of town the yep. kids weren't at home yep. so you had it all to yourself so i imagine it was a rager of a night uh you went out you partied you went to the bar um you, you did some crazy karaoke all yep. that stuff right yeah so i came home uh-huh uh let the dotsons out Right. Got, got my two little wiener dogs at home, yes. Rocket and Jet. Yes. You know, took them out. Mm-hmm. We cuddled on the couch for a little bit. And then I, I hopped on the PlayStation 4 to play some FIFA. Yeah. Some FIFA pro clubs. Yes. I got to give a big shout out to Cosmo SC. And yes, it is SC because it's called soccer, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so Cosmo SC is a FIFA pro clubs team that is full of LA Galaxy supporters. So it's organized by Scott. So if you run in uh, Twitter circles, LA Galaxy Twitter circles, you may know him at as a vegan gamer. So uh-huh. he's at yes. VGN Gamer 12. Yes. Uh, you know, he's a listener to the show, big Galaxy fan. Uh, and he's a big gamer as well, if you couldn't tell by gamer being in his, yes. <laughs> in, in his at. So he organized uh, Cosmo SC with, you know, we had 11 plus. So we even had subs on the bench. You had subs we, on the bench ready to, to come in? in. Okay. So, so it was just a lot of fun getting on there, putting the headset on, talking to everyone. You know, usually when you play FIFA, uh, you take one position or two positions. We had eleven; we were eleven deep, yep. and, and to have eleven different players and to play in specific roles and in positions, you know, we thought it was going to be chaos. We thought it was all going to go wrong, but we went four and zero. I was we going to say, I'm, I'm looking at the scores. You, yeah. you went more than four and zero, didn't you? Three nothing, three one. Oh yeah, five zero, one of them. Zero. One of them was a forfeit. We we made the other team rage quit, so they, <laughs> they ended up getting a a red card. So right. yeah, we actually w- technically won five games. That's very but nice. But four full games, and uh, you know the digital hammer. Yes. Played right mid, uh-huh. right wing back, wow, center back, and wow. striker. The versati- got a goal. I, I had the versatility of a Nick DePew. Oh wow! I, mean, I am Cosmo SC's Nick DePew. So a big <laughs> shout out to everyone who participated in that. And it's a I know they're going to be streaming games. So okay. I'll be retweeting that out if you if you follow Scott, you're, he'll be retweeting. You're that out. never going to have enough time to play that game ever again. I was going to say Do that was know? the one weekend the okay. stars aligned, the Wiener Dogs uh, cooperated. <laughs> but I don't know that I'll be able to play again. But I'll try. I'll try to get in there. Maybe I'll get a. Uh, second half substitution. Uh, I'm glad your wainers cooperated. <laughs> Not uh. the first time I've seen it. <laughs> All right. Family uh, show, yeah, Family show. Let's talk about the dogs. Audience. I was talking about the dogs, yes. and you know that. 
Um, anyway, let's get to a, a little bit more. We talked at, uh, earlier to everybody this year, and we said, hey, you know, start throwing us some some reviews, right? And yes. so we wanted to get to the, some reviews and it's actually a talk. Game. It's a, It's like, hey, you know, do the thing. So really, we're stealing this from other people. I'll tell you, if it's funny, it'll get read. Um, if you're angry at us, it'll probably get read. Um, <laughs> so one star or five stars usually the way to yeah, go. Yeah, I was gonna say if anybody they say on Amazon you should always go to the first like three star review because that's the one that somebody actually took that's time the to real do. One. So we do have a three star review in here, which is great. Well, it makes um, me nervous. So yeah, it was great. But why don't you, I'll let you start? I'll, you you picked one to read. Um, so we're yeah. gonna do these, and these are over the last month. So. I was gonna say, does it need to be like a dramatic reading, or just read? No, just read it. Just read it. <laughs> what if I, what if I don't know how to read, Josh? You're yeah, me I on know. The spot. Uh, all right. So this one's called setting the bar for mls podcasts it's a five-star review so here, here we go Woo-hoo, five stars <laughs> all right been listening for years because josh and his hosts provide a perfect mix of humorous banter with professionalism which makes this the best and most entertaining way to receive your bi-weekly galaxy news so nice review there i have a little bit of a beef with it yes it says josh right and, and his hosts yes Provide a mix of humorous banter. So, which hosts? Yeah, not I, you. I, I'm not seeing myself represented here. Yeah, so it was. It a little, wasn't you. little disappointed. A little hurt. But I'll include myself as uh, uh, one of those you're humorous gonna, hosts. You're going to yeah. take the credit for it. Okay, I, well, I will definitely take the. credit. I have the three star review, and this one does mention another host. So this okay. is good. Um, this one is called three star review. Um, Alex put this up. Alex says uh, he he labeled it thin skinned host. Um, I think he's talking about you, but we'll see. Um, he says, uh, "Which host? Yeah, name he, names. Yeah, yeah. He says thin-skinned host. He says he has very little input regarding tactics and is very sensitive to any criticism. I listen because Kevin has lots of information. <laughs> so we found the one person who loves Kevin Baxter, the Kevin Baxter podcast. There it we, is. We've been branding it wrong this we, whole time. We've been we've been messing around, and I am very thin-skinned. You know that. You you tell me things, and I get very upset about it all the time. So fun times. Um, I throw things around." here don't i you know reading their review showing that it got to you it doesn't really doesn't battle it doesn't against work? the point oh darn i was trying to be cool too all right so anyway uh we'd always appreciate the reviews yeah. whether that, it's that one fun. star three stars five stars it's always great uh it helps us uh to sort of know if we're doing well it also helps other people find the podcast that's yes. the big deal about that is that by doing that you're, you're letting other people know that you listen and, and that's how it goes so uh we appreciate that yeah, thank exactly. you for the reviews there, there's a reason why uh corner of the galaxy has been around for so long and it's because of listeners like you. I feel like this is a PBS drive. <laughs> listeners like you are the reason why we're successful. No, but putting those reviews in and, right. and rating, reviewing, and engaging, that, that's why this works, and that's yeah. why it's been so popular, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. And that's why things like Cosmo SC happen right. because of the podcast and the interaction and throwing yourself, uh, you know, into the galaxy world. We have a live audience. I know. It's I mean, fun. That, that's, that's the that's, reach of that's the That's kind of cool. We've always said that if people wanted to come in and, and listen, they're more than I didn't think to. anyone would do it. Yeah, I know. It was kind of crazy. That was, <laughs> but hey, we get them every once in a while. Um, also, to follow up on your PBS uh, you know, sort of thing here, um, for just $250 <laughs> right now, you get a 17-set DVD box of Rick Steves Europe. So wow. all that stuff is right there. For just two hundred fifty. Anyway, that was it. I was, I, I, I was going to say that was that date me? Specific. Does that you, date me? Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, okay, okay. You definitely dated yourself on that one. That's okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the LA Galaxy getting into the news, um, and then sort of moving you closer to this game. We have a whole bunch of discussion topics to get to as well. Uh, but the big LA Galaxy news, in fact, one of the things that sort of popped up. I don't know if it's big. It feels big. Um, and it relates to the game on Saturday is the Galaxy open the grass berm for seating for the first time in three years. Now, feel the berm. Yeah, feel the berm. That's right. Be very careful how you say that. We're not a political show. <laughs> this is the not. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> um, everybody remembers that whenever the Chargers came in in 2017, that um, they put temporary bleachers up on the grass berm. And the grass berm has been 
a design element of Home Depot Center, Stub yeah. Hub Center, it's an, attractive, Sports, it's, it's an attractive piece of the stadium. It's yeah. a thing. It's yes. a thing that is unique to that stadium. And, you know, me, like some of the first memories I have of it and, and having, you know, really started watching the Galaxy in 2008, mm-hmm. um, 2009. And that is, is, but remember watching it on TV was David Beckham's uh, debut and seeing the entire hill filled with people. Yeah, I um, remember a Real Madrid friendly was the first time I remember actually seeing people on the berm. I don't know if that was the first official time that they opened it, but uh, I, I remember that being a memorable moment that Real Madrid you know, one of Spain's biggest clubs coming to the United States and playing at the at the time, the Home Depot Center. Right. I mean, how amazing is that? Yeah, no, And it was that cool. you needed to pack the place so much that you threw people on the grass. So I remember I remember cool. the AC Milan game where they actually put like boxes up <laughs> into the grass um for that for yeah. that game. And that was that was sort of I remember Tom Cruise was there too, by the way, for for that game. Wow. But anyway, I mean the grass berm is an important part. And when the Chargers came in, they put the temporary seats, which by the way, they couldn't use all of because the fire marshal wouldn't let them use them all. That's why there were tarps up there. And so um, fire marshals are always getting in the way. It is a this it is a safety thing. first thing. Um, so uh, the the grass berm is currently open. Now, I'm going to tell you that the seats up there for sale are $100 per seat. Um, for, not per seat, because not, there is no, yeah, technically I, I no seat. I said per seat in quotation marks, but it didn't translate on the podcast. <laughs> all right. That was that was the whole part. Um, but but per per person, it's $100. A ticket is $100. A ticket is $100 to sit on the grass. or so for, the, for the luxury of sitting, sitting on, on the, the grass. Or rolling down the grass hill yeah. if you're a kid. That's Maybe it is worth maybe $100. Maybe it's enticing. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, interesting. Um, now no season ticket member discount or any? There's that, no way around that? I, th- I think season ticket members, uh, actually Kelly was telling me earlier, uh, season ticket members get $80 seats. So you get okay. $20 off. There was also I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say there also <laughs> was a deal out there for Black Arrow SC um, that was for twenty five dollars and I think that went away. Okay. Um, I'm not saying how that went away, it, but it, it was, went away. It was out there. And it was it out there, no and now it looks there. like it's no longer. So I'm sure some people got some good deals for twenty five dollars, but I think that that got taken down for whatever reason. So yeah. uh, the whole reason, listen, I, I call I reached out to the Galaxy as soon as I saw the hundred dollar price tag, and I said, Hey, uh, are you guys sure you got that one right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's the grass, right? And they're like. Let me check. And so they checked on it. They're like, yeah, it is. Um, and so their rationale behind it is that this game is going to be a sellout, or at least okay. it's going to be a near sellout, uh, where they are expecting right now probably between 25,525 people, which is what the old capacity was whenever they had all the seats in there, um, all the way up to the 27,000 number. It used to be that if you got one person to sit on the grass, it was 27,000. Technically right? It didn't matter if there were, and there were 1,000 people on the grass. It didn't matter. 27,000. That's how that's how they counted it. Um, I think that the stadium capacity number is changed a little bit. In fact, I've been told by the Galaxy it probably has. Uh, that you're probably in the 26, high 26s. Yeah. Um, and that's probably what you're going to expect for this game. Now, that's why they're charging $100 per ticket because the demand, and I was told this by the Galaxy, the demand for this game is higher than any game they've had in years. Yeah, they're expecting a sellout. You have Chicharito, first official home game. Uh, so, so it makes sense that there's a high supply for this. Although, I, that's not the rationale that I expected. I expected the rationale to be the berm's kind of cool. And <laughs> so, you know, yeah. is it at $100 what, cool? What makes a VIP experience, you know, setting the price up and making it exclusive? So, so by putting a $100 premium premium on it, kind of makes it like a cool spot. Oh, you're in the you're on the berm, you know, how do you get on the berm? It's almost like a exclusivity thing. It doesn't sound like that was the rationale, but it almost seems like you could probably sell it that way. Uh, although it looks like they're not, so I guess I was wrong. But I think yeah, there's my idea. If you're listening, uh, LA Galaxy PR, sell it as a 
an exclusive. A, exclusive. Put a red the rope berm. across yeah, it? Yeah, red rope for the berm. The berm? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, now, I, I think there okay, were... It's not very feel the berm of me to the, raise the prices on that. There, there are rumors right now, though, that um, that there could possibly even be like them digging into the berm to do some stuff back there eventually, like maybe okay. a bar built into the berm, which would be kind of cool, there, right? That's I mean, what I'm that saying. It's cool. a VIP experience. You're, you're, you're catching my drift here. All right, good. Uh, I'm glad we got it. But anyway, um, like I said... There are tickets still available on AXS, uh, which is the primary ticket seller for the LA Galaxy. Uh, I think it's owned by AEG. I think that's why it's the, it has that ticket system. Um, but there are primary on the, there are still tickets that are cheaper than the one hundred dollars. There's not a lot of them, but there's some of them still limited out there. quantities. Then, if you go to StubHub, which is the secondary market, there are a bunch of tickets for sale on there. So there are plenty of options if you don't have your tickets that you can still get tickets and go to this game. I don't think you're going to be locked out of this. But what I would tell everybody to expect, long parking lines, long yes. concession lines, long bathroom lines. Get there early. Get there early. Yeah, yeah that, that was going to be my recommendation. Is uh, Opening day is always a popular event. Uh, 7 p.m. kickoff, I think, you know, you have... If you have plans for the day, you don't. That, that you don't anymore. Yeah. Well, that gives you <laughs> enough time. That gives you enough time to to get to the stadium at a reasonable time. I think a one p.m. kickoff, you know, uh, like in El Tráfico, that that's where you run into issues like this. Uh, but a seven p.m. opening day, you should be able to get to the stadium. I think they recommended uh, being in the parking lot by six o'clock if you want to catch kickoff because if you, if you get any time after that there's going to be lines to park there's going to be lines to get in the stadium uh, get to your seats and all the pomp and circumstance that goes with that so uh, definitely get there be on the grounds uh, no later than six o'clock uh, 10 a.m. Parking gates A and D open, so you can get there at 10 a.m. And people will be there Absolutely. at 10 a.m. Um, all other parking gates open at 3 p.m. Media gates, none of you need to know that. 4.30 p.m. Five. <laughs> I five, definitely don't need yeah, to know Yeah, I was going to say, you <laughs> certainly don't need to know that <laughs> for this inside. game. Uh, 5 p.m., uh, all regular stadium gates open. Uh, the Galaxy Express begins running at 5 p.m. as well. 7 p.m., LA Galaxy versus Vancouver Whitecaps. So uh, that's sort of the, the state of events. Now, um, the other part about this is that you're going to have close to 27,000 people in small condensed space during what is uh, a, a rather large... Uh, uh, yeah, there's no problem with people <laughs> gathering together now, right? Everything's fine. Uh, it's, it's, it's an epidemic. It's not a pandemic yet, not right? Yet. I it's think It's technically epidemic. not a, a pandemic Okay, yet. so we're not at pandemic levels. But anyway, uh, if you're following Kevin Baxter and you saw his tweets that came out, um, the coronavirus could mean playing games behind closed doors. Now, right now, we're telling you right as of as this of moment, today. as of today, we were told this probably won't affect this weekend. Uh, it'll probably be down the line if any of this happens. Uh, but I, to I told people after uh, Italy uh, did this. Now, this is already happening in Italy. Uh, they said uh, the, the Serie A and basically all sporting events in Italy uh, will take place without pa uh, fans present for at least the next month due to the coronavirus outbreak in the country, the Italian government announced on Wednesday. So they're going through this. There is a chance that you could see games in Los Angeles that goes for both Southern California teams. And by the way, NBA, uh, NHL. All, um, the, all the leagues have been talking about it. That's all, something that, um, again, the reason why this information is being shared out is not because it's happening this weekend. It's that a plan needs to be put in place because if it is spreading, if it is, there are certain pockets of the country that are more heavily populated, like Los Angeles, then uh, you need to make have a plan in place just in case it does go sideways. Yeah. You know, working, uh, I could tell you from my, my experience working in a school district, I can tell you right now, there are plans that we're putting in place in case things happen. Things haven't happened. We don't need to put those wheels in motion, but because it's going around, you need to start making those plans now because if it does, 
uh, you need to have a plan in place. And, and so that's what's going on. Um, I would imagine the games would still be televised. I would imagine that refunds would be have to be given to season ticket holders. I don't know that for sure. I'll start to ask that those questions. I don't think it's imminent. It's not happening right now, and it doesn't seem like it's going to happen this weekend. It could happen down the road, though. Um, and it's something to sort of pay attention to uh, as it goes. I, like I said, I'd imagine they'd still be televised games. I imagine a certain number of people will be there, which will be really interesting. I wonder if the media will actually be able to go and yeah, cover that, these I'm, games. I'm curious how they handle that. Because um, the players need to play. The players need so to play. They're, they're going to be touching each other and tackling each other. People need to report on it, right? I mean, do I have to go through like a health screening if I'm a reporter to go in? It's just, it's just, gonna, it's gonna something, down. it's something I didn't think about, you know, even two weeks ago. And it's something that is very much for, uh, you know, at the forefront of the mind right now as we go forward. So, um, you know, fist bumps are in, by the way, wash this weekend, hand. fist bumps thought, are in. You know, we would need reminders to wash your hands. Washing hands <laughs> needs to be, you know, because now places are out of uh, antibacterial soap. It's, there's a <laughs> kind of a, a little mass panic. So there's, I don't want to dismiss it and laugh it off because, right. you know, you don't want to dismiss it as something that's not being serious but we don't i don't think there's the need to panic just yet wash your hands be aware of your surroundings stay alert stay alive just good life advice don't sit next to kevin baxter <laughs> that's i mean after all also those good that's this, this is what you do so anyway just wanted to let you know we will let you know if any of that comes down i imagine that we're going to be you know told all these things i know kevin is following this very closely uh looking at all in so- all of southern california um basically it says the worst case scenario for county health director barbara Ferrer says and this is a quote this could be that games are played but there are no spectators this could be that there are limits to how many people are going to gather but i want to reassure everyone we are not there today and so that was uh, put out on wednesday so uh Breathe, calm. Everybody's okay. We're we're alive. Or breathe, but breathe yeah, through breathe, the mask. Breathe. You put a elk cough into your elbow, yes. right? Isn't yeah, that Dracula? The, Dracula. Okay. Vampire. Good. Sorry, kids might not be familiar with the work of Dracula. <laughs> Maybe not. Really? I don't know. Is that does that date you now? <laughs> I was gonna say you hit you beat me with a PBS reference, but I got you with uh, okay with Dracula. Okay, that works. Uh, all right, another thing that's sort of going on with the LA Galaxy right now is they are gonna have a poster at this game. This is the 25 years of LA Galaxy soccer poster. Now, Eric, we have seen this poster. We have looked at this poster. I imagine most people have seen it. 96, special number, 96 of these posters will be for auction for the Galaxy Foundation before this game. I have more of a beef with that than what you're going to bring up right now. What? That they're only 96? There's only 96. Give them away. It's the 25th anniversary. Make that the, the giveaway on opening night. You know, day. do you remember when they did all the posters like for every, yeah, and then every you end match? Up, then it becomes a litter. I, do you know how everywhere. many I have like sitting somewhere? Uh, <laughs> you know when, how many I have? Zero, zero. Because the people who got there wasted them. Oh, really? Well, I that's, that's, I I'm know. making that. Okay. Yeah, um, but still. Anyway. You, okay. Good, get to your point. You, you, you can look at this, this poster, and I think that people have a, there's both a reasonable take on this that I think is absolutely something you can look at and say, and then we can sort of explain it a little bit, and okay. maybe that makes some sense. But basically, you're looking at the stars of the LA Galaxy over the last 25 years. There are a bunch of faces on this. Landon Donovan is pro- prominent. You know, Mauricio Cienfuegos, Omar Gonzalez, um, Kobe Jones is on there. Steven Gerrard is on there, whether or not you... Joao Pedro. Jo- you know? No, oh, I didn't, wait, did I didn't see him. List? No, he didn't make the list. Oh, what do you know? Man. Well, that, I think I was looking at the wrong The poster. other Portuguese hammer, <laughs> Joao Pedro, didn't quite make it. Uh, Robbie Rogers is on this. So there's a lot of them front and center with the biggest head out of all of them because they're all just sort of headshots on this. But with the biggest head out of all of them is Chicharito. Yeah. A guy who has played one game for the LA Galaxy. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Uh, all right. And and is apparently reigning over all of these stars, as you see it. I mean, Jonathan Dos Santos, who's on the team and has been on the team and probably should be captain. That's another argument. That's a whole other conversation. Um, yes. But Jonathan Dos Santos, just a little tiny Jonathan Dos Santos up there. 
Um, so it's it's one of those things that you look at and you say, okay, well, you know, what is, wh- why? I'm okay with it. Why are you okay you, with if it? This po- if the 25th anniversary was last year, uh-huh. then Zlatan's head would be the biggest and in the center. If the 25th anniversary was in uh, 2012, then David Beckham's head would be in the middle. This season, Chicharito is the most expensive designated player. He is the centerpiece, the star attraction. So he is the star attraction of this season, which is when this poster is coming out. It's not a retrospective. It's celebrating the 25th anniversary. So I'm okay with it. Now, yes, you can argue yes. that they could have made everyone's head a little bit smaller and just included, made it equal all the way around. Why I could, get that argument. Why couldn't we just have equal size heads, Eric? I, I want to know that. <laughs> Posters for everybody. Posters for everybody. Now you're making my argument. Here's where I kind of agree with you, is that this is a match poster. It's LA Galaxy versus Whitecaps. It is exactly for this. And most of those guys on this thing are not going to be playing, right? I get it. And the guy who is playing and the guy who's probably going to be wearing the captain's armband, again, a discussion for another (laughs) time. Go back to Monday's podcast. We can talk a little bit about that. Um, And you've been hearing some players talk about that captaincy thing, too. In fact, Dan Starris came out and said, listen, I get it. The guy just got here and everybody says, why? Why, why is that something that we should, you know, that, that shouldn't be allowed? And he's like, but this guy's coming. He, he has knows passion. He knows what he's doing, and yeah. we're going to follow him. It's yeah. like, okay, if he's a player's not- making that argument, it's kind of hard for me to sit here and say it's the wrong argument, right? And especially someone like Dan Stairs, who is, you know, a veteran on this team now. Right. Someone who's a respected member of the locker room. And if he's okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Okay. Well, I'm glad you and Dan are on the same page. That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll be thrilled to I know that Dan. as well. Yeah. Dan, Dan's one of my favorites. Um, so anyway, so so that. But uh, so that's why I'm okay with the poster. I get it. But there's also people who love to get riled up about everything. I'm sure we don't help sometimes. People like getting riled up? I don't know. Who's captain again? Th- thin-skinned? What? <laughs> Um, so anyway, so that's that's where we sit with that poster. I just wanted everybody to know that uh, to sort of take a look at that. One of the other things we were talking about, and the Galaxy community has really sort of come together on this, Eric. Um, in fact, a large outpouring of support for this. Um, Galaxy History, one of our favorite oh, dudes. Yes, yeah. this is a great story. Uh, Galaxy History, one of our face- favorite dudes. Uh, Shane um, out there uh, actually started a GoFundMe for him to get him to a match. Now, we were going to tell you, get out there. And, and contribute. And contribute. <laughs> and you still can, because quite honestly, it's still a great thing. And I can tell you that of the $1,500 that they uh, needed to raise, uh, I know I'm a little bit about $70 behind on the screenshot that I took, but they're well over that now. I think they're into the 16 almost $1,700 range now. So they've met that goal. But if you want to, you can still go contribute, because as Eric rightfully yeah, said. I pointed out that you know uh, Galaxy History has run fundraisers before. He's got to keep the lights on. He runs a website. Uh, there's, you know, I'm sure there's hard drives and things that he he has to. There are other expenses aside from just getting him here to a game. I don't know exactly how they're going to give divvy that out, but I would assume that you know those costs will go to him. And when he comes here, he's going to need dinner. Right. He's going to need to buy some drinks. So you know, if we go over the goal, I think Danny would be okay with that. Yeah. I was, and, I, and and for for what he does, he's just uh, you know such an important piece of this LA Galaxy community. You know, on Twitter or Instagram, if you follow him, you know, Galaxy underscore History. Uh, every day he posts any something that's relevant to the club. So like on this day in 2008, uh, Carlos Ruiz scored a hat trick against Shanghai Hong Kong United. Right. And he received an assist from David Beckham. And when you think of Carlos Ruiz, you think of 2002. It's like, wait, Beckham and Ruiz, those generations didn't align. So it just reminded me I forgot about that second spell of Carlos Ruiz. And, you know, that's where Galaxy history comes in. And he's a huge part of the Galaxy community. So if you haven't already donated, it doesn't hurt to throw a few extra coins in there. Carlos Ruiz got traded um, after an international match uh, where I think he kicked Tim Howard in the head. (laughs) 
Um, that sounds like the fish. And, and he was and he was on the galaxy, and then whenever he came back from the he wasn't on the galaxy anymore. It was I think that was I think that was how it went. It was one of those. Oh, I'm gonna have to look up. He he also retired semi semi recently. Oh really? I like, think the last World Cup cycle, right? He was playing for Guatemala. What? Oh, in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, I think you might be right. Anyway, uh, but all sort of just interesting stuff. Uh, and Galaxy History is there, so everybody did it. Good job. But if you want to go over there, there's a GoFundMe out there. Uh, you can find it. Look for Galaxy History on that, and you can uh, you can go ahead and still contribute to that. Um, while we're on the subject of fundraisings real quick, we'll throw it in the middle of a show instead of putting it at the end of a show. Why not? Let's do that. For just uh, $2 a day. For just $2 oh, wait, no. a day. You can support Eric. <laughs> um, as he tries to play more PS4, more, yeah. so he, can, say, he wants could, to get better at if PS4. I can monetize this. I think my wife would be okay with it. <laughs> no, I don't think she would be. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, probably right. Yeah, that's uh, so. Anyway, uh, we have our top 50 T-shirts still out there. You have to order by March 11th. Just throw it out there. Twenty dollars. We get five bucks of that. Uh, we've raised about 175 dollars, something like that, so far, which is great. And um, something I will say with Bonfire, and you've been running this this uh, promo when you're selling your shirts each season. Good quality shirts. I'm wearing mine right now. You right. know, I'm modeling the 2018 version, which is one of my favorites with the stars. Uh, but every time you order a shirt, it's a good quality shirt, helps the show. You know, we don't ask for much, but when we do, you know, we ask for a little bit of support. And we, you get a shirt out of it. We don't ask for much, but when we do, <laughs> we ask st- for a lot. <laughs> buy our stickers, buy our shirts. Buy our buy stickers, our buy our shirts. Donate, go donate to someone else. You yeah. Know. Yeah, but still. <laughs> Cornerofthegalaxy.com, click on the shop button. There you go. Okay, we're done. Um, let's move forward now. And I know we wanted to get into some actual discussion here as we get through the LA Galaxy news. We'll sort of talk about that. We're going to get through injuries and all that fun stuff. We're definitely going to talk about all that. Uh, we want to get you ready for this game. Uh, but some of the big sort of discussion points that ha- have come about. Now, the first one we're going to talk about is BSI the podcast. Now, this is Benny Failhaber, Sal Zizzo, and Ike Opara who have put together a podcast that has possibly the worst sound quality in the history <laughs> of podcasts. Say, I, we're not supposed to like, trash other podcasts. I, I'm, not, but, I'm not. But you're not wrong. But I have to, I want to prepare people. It is not good sound quality, but the content is second to none. And yeah. it's one of the few times I've ever said bad sound quality you can live with. Just yeah. just go listen. When, and you mentioned this off air. When players talk to other players, you're going to get a level of candor that you don't get when Josh asks some questions or when you see him at a press conference or after a game, they just, they're not going to speak to the media like they do their, their fraternity brothers who are, who are on the team on the field with them. So that's where, you know, Benny Failhaber, Sal Zizzo and Ike Opara, they're able to kind of unlock Sebastian Legit, who maybe isn't, you know, he's not giving your Zlatan quotables no. on the week, no. but this week he gave some Zlatan quotables. He, he, and he, then the fun thing about the show is their last two episodes were galaxy centric one was Alan Gordon last week, and right. then Sebastian Legit, the one that dropped today. Yeah, and if you go back even further to last season, I think the last one of last season was Mike McGee. Mike McGee, uh, yes. So you can start with Mike McGee. You can get to Alan Gordon. Alan Gordon was great. Yeah, he's awesome. He, he's great. Um, and then you can get to uh, Sebastian Legit. We're going to go through Alan Gordon first and just some of the highlights on this, and this is why you need to listen. Uh, we're not going to be nearly as funny as Alan Gordon, nor can we be as yeah. colorful with the language as Alan uh, certainly has a mastery I don't think of. this is a newsflash to anyone. We are not Alan Gordon. <laughs> I, I'm, di- I'm 99 cent version Alan Gordon. One, you have too many clothes on to be Alan Gordon. <laughs> that's true. So I that's, do have a shoe. So, that, <laughs> so I was going to say, there's a great Family story show. about a Family shoe show. that you're going to want to catch. Uh, definitely not safe for work uh, if you're looking at it. But Alan Gordon was on uh, BSI, the podcast. He talks about Bruce Arena trading him to Chivas USA and Bruce basically saying, hey, we have to trade you to Chivas. Uh, and Alan talks about going from first to worst. <laughs> literally, literally across the hall. Literally across the hall. Uh, first to worst. And how they were trading him because Bruce wanted to get Ronaldinho in. And this is a rumor that has been around for a long time that said, you know, that Bruce was always trying to get Ronaldinho the Galaxy were trying to get him and actually try to bring him in. And when you throw a big name like that out, it sounds ridiculous. It's okay. He's just making, he's just, you know, talking with the guys and he he's 
throwing that name out there as a joke. But when you look at the the year that he was traded to Chivas USA, it was in 2010. When you look at where Ronaldinho was, Ronaldinho was on the tail end of his AC Milan uh, tenure. And uh, at AC Milan, David Beckham was on loan with AC Milan in 2008 and 2009. So the math checks out that David Beckham could have gone back to AC Milan on loan, playing with Ronaldinho, who's there, maybe doing some uh, some scouting and, and some talking to him, and then getting him to come back. Because if after uh, AC Milan, Ronaldinho went on to play, he went back to Brazil, played for Flamengo in Brazil. And so his, his career kind of went, you know, on the downward trajectory. Uh, his retirement began, if you were to steal a Chicharito term. Um, so the math kind of checks out that that made sense. And then we've, you know, had a few uh, people on Twitter reach out to us that they've spoken with Galaxy Management kind of off the record saying this was very close to happening, but it ended up uh, not happening. So it, the math checks out on it. There are so many stories. And every once in a while you get somebody just peel back a layers of guys who almost came but didn't. <laughs> right. They were almost with the Galaxy, but didn't. And those are some of the most interesting stories that you're ever going to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, even Sasha Kleshin almost coming to the LA Galaxy That's the first time. Story. That's my favorite We don't we we talk about it, but we also don't like to talk about it. That was the time Josh screwed up <laughs> um, and and announced that Sasha Kleshin was coming to the LA Galaxy, and guess what? Didn't come wasn't here that, that's why all of you who call for josh to announce that a player's been signed yes yes that, ahead of time that's why he doesn't do it now now i'm, I'm like okay listen no i mean i've gotten better really that yeah. that was a learning experience so now I'm, I'm much better with all that so uh so but anyway that was it um the other thing sort of uh alan gordon said was he said that bruce loved his guys which wasn't surprising if you saw how good uh, uh bruce sort of did um set up his lineups and did it uh and he said alan basically said but he didn't like uh me uh, he didn't like Alan Gordon until he traded them. And then he traded them. And all of a sudden, Bruce was in the locker room and in the workout room all the time saying, oh, man, I just love you, man. You're just you're such a great guy. And <laughs> There's you a know, difference all this between stuff. trading a guy and then trading for him. You know, I, I wonder what changed. Yeah, eventually uh, the LA Galaxy traded them. Uh, eventually they got he got traded back to the LA Galaxy. Gordon says because Bruce got sick of him uh, scoring on his team. <laughs> I do remember that. He had a knack for, for scoring those goals against the Galaxy. Uh, some other highlights of that. Uh, Gordo played with injuries basically every year. You talk about this guy. He was always injured. Um, and what he did and how he played was was kind of crazy. Um, so some of the dishonesty of the training staffs he worked with. He, he didn't have kind words for no. Toronto Toronto FC training staff. Yeah. Oh man. At I, the time. Again, there's just there's sure a lot not, of things. They're not there anymore. Uh, another little cool nugget. Uh, Rude Hullet, who was uh, obviously manager whenever uh, David Beckham came in, um, and so this we all we've all heard the stories how they never actually practiced. Um, and then uh, the big thing was always, oh, well, we never actually practiced set pieces, and you had David Beckham, and why wouldn't you practice set pieces? Uh, Alan says that basically they just play full field scrimmages for an hour every day, and it looks like a men's league because everybody was exhausted, <laughs> and nobody wanted to run, um, and that was the coaching that was going on. Um, and then when it was time to go out at night... Uh Rude Gullet used to was I guess was the first one out the door. Yeah, yeah. He when would, it was he time would, to party. He would beat all of the players yeah. out the door after training, <laughs> so that way he could be out there ready to go. Uh, the other fun stuff: 20, 2015 preseason uh, was in Ireland, and I don't. Do you remember the Galaxy used to go places yes. like for preseason? Oh, that's and what happens when you have Robbie Keane and David Beckham, David Beckham right? And the whole deal. So the twenty fifteen preseason, uh, they go to Ireland, uh, where Robbie Keane is king. King Kino, yeah. uh, there's a reason for that. So you think he's big here? Wait till you go back to Ireland. Yeah, Alan Gordon said he gained 15 pounds from going <laughs> out to Rob, going out with Robbie every single night. They said after training, Robbie Keane would take him out every night, and they'd stay up until 5 a.m. every single night. They were closing down bars, and Robbie, and he also talked about how Robbie Keane was like the biggest competitor ever. So even in the small sided uh, games, if uh, his team won but he didn't score three goals, he would basically like take his shoes off and go walk back to the locker room and just be done with training, um, which totally. Which 
interested it, in the Robbie Keane. It checks Keane. out. It's, it's almost, you almost like hearing that. Yeah. It's, it's a, the type of competitor you want to see. It's fun. Well, you go to Sebastian Legette, and that oh, was the other one. That's where the competitiveness goes the other direction. <laughs> it's it's very, very interesting yeah. to, see, or to see how the line gets crossed uh, between Zlatan and Robbie Keane, right? Yeah, it's one of those things that um, when the... The way that the podcast is set up is they they you know have something called the interrogation, so they kind of are trying to loosen the guys up and get them to be honest and uh, spill a little dirt, speak a little gossip. And so it's not shocking uh, that Sebastian Legette revealed that Zlatan was a difficult teammate and difficult <laughs> in the locker room. We're, we're not shocked by that. Um, so I don't think it, it's fair to really cr- criticize him for his honesty because he was he was honest. He he came forward. He said you know he did not like me. He didn't like the team. He didn't like the espresso machine. He didn't like anything. So uh, you know. I don't think we were really shocked by it. I think one of the surprising nuggets that I gleaned from that was that uh, Sebastian seemed a bit surprised that it was obvious to the outside. Yes. And so when when Benny Failheber was saying, you know, we could see that he was difficult to play with and, you know, guys couldn't connect with him, he says, oh, you could tell? And so he was kind of surprised that people could tell it from the outside. So uh, that to me was the most surprising is that he obviously felt it on the field and in the locker room, but he didn't think it was visible to the outside world. Uh, Sebastian Legette says the hardest place to play is Sporting Kansas City. Says that he didn't mind going to uh, to Bank of California Stadium and play LAFC. That wasn't nearly as hard as playing at Sporting Kansas City. Um, yeah, I said at a European feel. Yeah, it has a European feel. It's just hard to do. And, uh, you know, they were talking, I think, with Benny Failhaber whenever he was there because he was with Sporting yeah, Kansas City, right? Yeah, he was with Kansas City for and, the majority of his career. Yeah. So, so they talked about that. Uh, and then uh, Legit says that the first El Trafico, the one at Dignity Hill Sports Park, was the first time he ever felt that kind of hostile electric energy at a stadium in Major League Soccer, which I thought was sort of fun for him yeah. to like put that in. He goes, like, it was crazy. And then the other funny thing is he asked Benny, who was on LAFC at that time, he said, did you were you guys not fit? Like, did what happened in the seventieth minute? You guys just stopped playing, and Benny basically admitted that it was mental. Yeah. That once they saw Zlatan warming up, they get the goal, and that it was it was all over mentally for them, and that that's what killed them in that game, which was. Again, we saw it from the outside, but right. to have the players on the field confirm it was pretty cool. Uh, Legit says that Zlatan would always sit by himself at any of like the, the breakfasts or lunches or anything they had. He always sat by himself, um, and that he uh, was really unhappy with the cappuccino machine. Right? Yeah. He said it was a, it was a it was a bad cappuccino <laughs> yeah. machine. That was one of his biggest complaints. Right. <laughs> Uh, Go with, figure. I was like that. Zlatan doesn't seem like the capital. You know, I don't know. I, it, it, he it came seems, from Italy. I, yeah, I get say, it. It seems like you bring you import your own machine. Yeah, you I, know, I feel like he could afford a, a decent machine. Legit talks about though with Zlatan how they couldn't play freely. That players were scared to play with them. Team couldn't play at their uh, at their best. And uh, Legit, you know, basically says that as soon as you make a mistake um, or you really ticked Zlatan off, uh, the game was done for you because he would yell at you and scream at you, and you could just see you know the players well, sort of fold up. I even look even more closely at the. The language he used he says he crushed you so they talked about Antuna they talked about legit they said he crushed he crushed them and they they once they were crushed by Zlatan they felt like taking their boots and walking off the field which is unfortunate and so again he did not have kind words for 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 for, for, for Zlatan Ibrahimovic not even a little bit um and that's the other the other thing that I wanted to bring up was his MVP MVP vote yes I asked him who he voted for MVP and he said it wasn't my teammate and then he didn't share who he voted with so that makes me believe he's an LA Galaxy player. He's not going to mention that he voted for a player from across the hall, but he said it wasn't his teammate. I think there's a reason to believe that he voted for Carlos Vela for, for the guy with the long hair across the street. Well, and if but if you were constantly being berated by but, but by to guy go across would you, the street, would you, would you? Joseph Martinez is in the league. <laughs> hey, I mean you're making an assumption here. You could be wrong. I'm just saying, reading between the lines, that's that's what I read. That's how it would go. Um, but it, here we are. We spent what. 10 minutes talking about another podcast. Yeah. But just all of the galaxy centric content, the behind the scenes stuff that you 
you really can't get anywhere other than a player conversation. No, it is. Yeah, and we it, have to point you in that direction. And you can hear him. You can hear him sort of talking about it and, and sort of how it like ramps up. Uh, he also was asked when the ring was coming for uh, for Becky G. I think we're all thinking uh, that. Yeah, I know. Sebastian <laughs> Lindell, I mean, and he goes, I get that question all the time. So, you know, he's, uh, was uh, I think one of the guys said, uh, said are you just waiting for her to propose to you? <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and he so, said his, her, her mom did that. that yeah, to her yeah. dad. So. And, and someone else said the correct answer is tomorrow or it should have already happened, which... <laughs> That is, that is also correct. All of this is correct. They said that he was reaching on that yeah. one. He was reaching <laughs> and that he needed to lock that up. That's what he said. So uh, Rebecca G. Uh, and by the way, Rebecca, if you ever meet her, I didn't know. It was like Lady Gaga, right? It's yeah. like, what are you supposed to say to Gaga? Hey, Ga- Miss, Miss Mrs. Ga- Lady. Mrs. Lady. <laughs> Mrs. Lady, I'd like to speak to you. Can you sign this? Can you sign this? I don't, I don't know. So it's not, hey, Becky G, you know, I think it, Rebecca. So that, that works for me, too. Um, anyway, so that's sort of it. Uh, another sort of interesting thing, and then we're sort of done. Again, it's BSI, the podcast. You can find it on any of your streaming networks. It's there. Um, like I said, sound quality is horrible, but you know what? Just hang in there, and there's some great content. <laughs> so that is that is like, if you know me, sound quality is so important yeah. to me. Can we send them a microphone like as a gift from the show i kind of want to i want to be like hey guys um but it's so important to me that for me to say go listen to this podcast even though it doesn't sound the best is like me really telling you the content is outstanding and you need to go do it so anyway uh go listen to that you'll be enthused uh you'll be uh you'll be entertained um it's not for listening before you go up to the game though our podcast is before the game so i just get it out of the way yeah and then you can listen to this like when you're Late at night, when you've already got this one listened to, <laughs> um, let's talk about again. There was a there was an interesting article, and I just thought I wanted to sort of pull this out, um, which was that Kai Kamara used to work at Home Depot Center, so the the former Home Depot Center, StubHub Center, Dignity Health Sports Park. People should know what you're talking about. He you worked would at hope the Galaxy so. Stadium. I just, just say I, that. I just never want to like <laughs> sort of assume. So anyway, he worked at the Galaxy Stadium. Uh, you know, he came over from uh, Sierra Leone. Uh, he moved into Los Angeles. Uh, he used to play at Cal State Dominguez Hills. Um, all and of this, that I knew. I knew he played for Dominguez Hills. Yeah. So he played there. Um, and one of the reasons that he even wanted to go there was because they were building the stadium on the site of of the campus, right? And so he was like, "I'm going to be right there." Like a, um, you're talking to a guy who who decided to get his master's from Dominguez Hills just so I could walk the grounds for a graduation for graduation yeah i graduated yeah. on the same day as jossie oh there you go really it's a fun fact i think i knew that yeah did i, I know I that i told you that. i knew yeah. that okay i was just checking um but anyway so kai kamara so the, the, all of this is to say he had a security badge from working events at like home depot center he still has it he still thinks of its time fondly he was being interviewed in newport beach and he used to play for orange county blue stars which if you remember that's the famous um, you know, sort of amateur soccer yeah. league in Orange County that used to have Jurgen Klinsmann drop by and play under a different name, um, but also <laughs> with Brad Evans, Sasha Kleschen, Jordan Harvey, and Robbie Rogers. So there's a lot of people on there. Who yeah, are and MLS I, I stars. think the, that's what the Blue Stars were one of those kind of ground seeds for what's now Orange County uh, Soccer Club. So you know, soccer's been around in Orange County quite a bit, and so there's been a lot of clubs. That was one of the earlier iterations of that. So. Uh, local boy. So that's kind of cool. It is cool. To read this, those stories. The whole reason to sort of bring this up is that we always talk about players wanting to go home. If you listen to that Mike McGee podcast, he talked about how he just wanted to play for Chicago Fire because it was the first team that he knew. Yeah. It was his home team and he wanted to play for it. Um, and I think that in the future, and maybe it's a far off future, although it can't be that far I was off. I say, we need a backup striker. Yeah. Um, that you could see somebody like Kark, Kai Kamara coming home. 
Um, and so that's just, you know, it's sort of a long way to say it, but knowing he has history and reading the article, it was on The Athletic, it was by Sam Steschkel. Um, it was it was very well done. It's very interesting. I implore you to read it um, if you have a subscription there. Um, but anyway, it was just, it was something that sort of ticked me. It's like, this guy has a connection to yeah. David Beckham. I mean, the, the article really goes into a lot of these things. All right, let's get to a little bit of discussion, though, because I'm seeing a lot of talk about the outside defenders because we do focus on the outside defenders. Super pivotal part of the LA Galaxy defense. Super part of the LA Galaxy offense. Yeah, are the you, outside defenders. When you talk about Guillermo Barr-Scalotto and his style, that 4-3-3, um, you know, it was funny. I was looking at the, the stats from Houston, and the way you look at the team on the lineup sheet is really not the way they play because, you know, technically they have to fill out a 4-3-3, and they have, you know, Leggett on the right, right. and Clashett on the left, and they don't really – that's not really the way it's set up. It's you have your forwards with Pavone and Katai, and right behind them are Insua and Felcher. They are essentially – it's those four players running up and down the wing, and then everyone else kind of patrols the middle. Yeah, it, it is. But it's important to sort of talk. I see everybody talking about, you know, the um, tracking back and how important it is to always track back if you're a defender. And that's a great idea. But really what you're talking about is more uh, an understanding of how to fill in than it is simply just running back are to your position. Are you asking for hustle or are you asking for positioning? I'm asking for positioning. Yeah, because exactly. That, that's, that's the smart part about and this, And that's right? the differentiation. I think people say, oh, he got caught up you know, on the offense. And that's what they're being asked to do. You know, uh, you saw it a lot with Emiliano and Sua, who, we, you know, we gave high ratings and we praised for that game in Houston because he was moving forward. He was whipping crosses in. That, that's his job. And so when Houston counters and now they're caught, you know, with those two central defenders, you have uh, you had Depew and, and Pipo back there. That's their job is to cover for those players while they hustle back. So, you know, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. It leaves the defense exposed. That's why they're, uh, you know, susceptible on the counter, but but it feels like they're doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, in my mind, you're, you're not seeing the shift in the, in the Galaxy because they get so many numbers in the box. And that, again, is what Guillermo asked them to do. He, they asked guys like Perry Kitchen to get into the attack, Sebastian Legette to get in an attack, Sasha Kleschen to get into the attack. And then you're asking Rolf Felcher on the outside to get into the attack. You're asking Insua to get into the attack. That's a lot of people getting into the attack. <laughs> Doesn't leave a lot of people not getting into the attack. No, but yeah. what you'd like to see is that somebody cheats back on one side. Now, that could be a central midfielder that could be somebody like Perry Kitchen I was gonna say when you said Perry Kitchen moving forward that's not necessarily yeah. the guy you want moving forward exactly you want you <laughs> want to sit him back a little bit and you want him to sort of try to break up those counters um, that's important but there's a rotation that needs to happen as well which is the two central defenders that we talk about rotate towards that ball right mm. so they're supposed to slide so if they're being attacked off the right hand side they're gonna shift over to that right and then what you're hoping is that either a central midfielder can fill back in on the left hand side because Insua got caught uh, up essentially they play it's kind of like a stopper like that third center back it is and, and they yeah. should be out there playing that so you want to see that rotation on the weak side to sort of provide that because you're going to have more time to recover on the weak side usually than you do on the side the ball is being attacked up so that's that rotation that doesn't happen and a lot of times it doesn't happen is because they get too many people into the attack yeah. it's about pulling somebody back having somebody now you know who's excellent at staying back or at least having their head on a swivel in order to break those up, Jonathan Dos Santos. And that's and that's the interesting thing is because I think with the configuration of the team, you almost want to see a little bit more of him moving forward. But where he's best, I think, is almost in that stopper role, that defensive uh, you know, destroyer kind of breaking up players plays on the counter. How many times has a team been on the counter and Jonathan Jonathan goes and he slide tackles and and stops the play dead right there? So that's really his bread and butter and what he does best. So as much as you'd like to see him try to get into the attack, um, that's what he does best, and that was what was missed against Houston. Now, now there's still some hustle. 
involved in this. I don't want to pretend but like there's not. But these are professional athletes. Right. But you're, but you're not expecting Rolf Felcher to put a cross in and then chase the guy back but, down and, the field. Put a cross in essentially at the end line. Right. right. And, then, and then when they counter it, be ready to defend perfectly. It's just not going to happen. You want to see him running back, usually towards the center of the field, um, depending on how the attack is going, but usually towards the middle of the field to fill back in for wherever that defensive midfielder slid over to try to take the spot and then eventually work his way back into that position. Yeah. But that's what you don't see. Now, Taylor Twelman had a new um, a new series come out. I can't remember. Banter. Banter. Thank you. Um, and it's on ESPN FC. It's actually, I think they're doing it live on YouTube right now, which is great because that's it, like that's free smart, access. It's a smart move and it's one of those things as much... Uh, you know, crud as, as Taylor Twelman gets when I watched that tape. I mean, he, he nailed it. He, 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 know, it right. he knows he, he knows what he's talking about. He, he could be a little over dramatic, says the guy who does dramatic previews. Yes. Uh, but but that's you know, that's part of the business. So you kind of have to do that. So so I get it. And I, I'm, I'm all in on what Taylor. Twelman's you know what doing. Taylor Twelman is? He's thin skinned. I would just like to <laughs> I would just like to point that out. Um, so anyway, but no, Taylor gets it right. And basically he says that the LA Galaxy have to change the way they attack. And basically he's saying that they're still attacking like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, all six foot, whatever, six foot five, six foot yeah, five, six five, uh, all Chicharito six foot five of is them. Not six five. He's 5'6", I think, actually. <laughs> oh, that, that's cool. Is he's that not, an inverse? Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's so. an inverse. He's tiny, dude. He's tiny. He's not that tiny. He's, he's not very tall. You can, I'll let you look it up or whatever. But anyway. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not going to see him, so that's fine. <laughs> Chicharito um, is not the same player. You don't want to be putting in tall crosses to Chicharito. Crosses, yes. I'm fine with driven, low crosses on the ground. Perfect. That's where he's going to thrive. Um, but he needs support in the attack. He needs guys like Pavone, and he needs like guys like Katai to either break out that attack, cut that ball back to him, or have him lead out out and lay off. He needs support up there. You can't put him on an island like you did to Zlatan, and the LA Galaxy against Houston played like Zlatan Ibrahimovic was still yeah. their striker, and that's why, what, Chicharito touches ball like seven times. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing is because a player like Katai was not here for that era, and, and uh, you know, someone like Pavone, who, you know, creates their own stuff, so it almost seems like they really shouldn't be playing this way, and Sue was another one who wasn't here for that, so something that Taylor Tom pointed out is that GBS was asking for more of it. He yes. says we need to play more crosses in so I think uh, the critique he had is you know they shouldn't be crosses in because you know Chicharito is not Zlatan but maybe it's the type of crosses driven balls you know uh, dragging runners you know late in, late runs I think that's that's more what you need to see instead of the you know you're not going to connect on a on a bicycle kick every time I understand what GBS was saying is yes. that he wanted the more crosses. He wanted more opportunities. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I also understand what, what Taylor's saying. And yeah. by the way, Taylor Twelman is very well aware that everybody in uh, in LA Galaxy fandom hates him. Yeah. Right? Because I've had him on the show many times, and he's like, am I your most hated guest? I'm like, well, Lexi's on, Alexi too. Lollis so, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's a toss-up probably Alexi between Lollis you two. Is still alive? Then, yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're in good shape. You're number two, buddy. You're number two. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so just uh, some interesting things there um, as, as it goes forward. I actually implore you to watch Taylor Twelman's show about that. And I it, thought it was interesting. Well, it's one of those things, like uh, like Howard Stern. If you love him, you watch him. If you hate him, you watch even more. There you go. That's a watch <laughs> harder. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going for the LA Galaxy week of events that they had going on, and, you know, where it's Thursday night, so basically we're already done with um, the Saturday's football. If you're listening on Friday, LA Galaxy Day at the Soccer Center is going on from 4.30 to 6 p.m. Then LA Galaxy and Black Arrow FC pop-up party at Vector 90. Sounds like a place that's way too cool for Eric and I to go. So they have the velvet rope. They do. They they're, they're not the letting burn. us in. That's not happening. Uh, 8 p.m. Pacific time is when that is in a new collaboration between LA Galaxy and Black Arrow FC, a lifestyle brand focused on the intersection of soccer and black culture. We'll see a pop-up party at Vector 90. The culture 
Culture Hub and co-working space started by David Gross and Nipsey Hussle. I was going to say, now, now I can see why we weren't in Now I had it, it makes, makes, sense. makes a lot of sense. Totally so makes sense. That, that's good. Um, and then also there's a Galaxy Gathering, the night before party, Boomtown Brewery, 700 Jackson Street in Los Angeles, uh, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., uh, LA Galaxy Party with appearances from LA Galaxy alumni. Event held in collaboration with the LA Riot Squad. Go support them as a continuation of their first Friday series. Yeah, that's sh- it. Yeah, shout out to LA Riot Squad. I know that's something that they're doing that first Fridays. Uh, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Throw yourself into the Galaxy community. Go to the bars on, you know, first Friday of every month. It's a fun way to meet other fans and interact with people. We're, we're a nice big family here. It's a lot of fun. If you're of legal drinking age, go that have was fun. implied. Okay, I was that just was implied. It. They're not going to let them in anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, so that's all going on there. That is basically the wrap up of the LA Galaxy Week. Saturday, March seventh, Dignity Health Sports Park, of course, is the game. So you were there. Yeah, and I will say, uh, LA Galaxy Week or, or opening week is something that they've done. I know they did it last season, and I, you, you got to give credit to the LA Galaxy because they have knocked it out of the park. It seems like every day's events was promoted appropriately, uh, getting, you know, fans engaged and, and interacting with their digital day where they really, you know, had the pictures where you can create your own photo. Uh, they had the cartoon series where Kobe Jones talked about that was great. The, the opening day. Yeah. I mean, it just seemed like, uh, you know, they, they haven't misstepped all week except for the hundred bucks for the berm, but everything else <laughs> has been absolutely, you know, spot on for the LA galaxy. So kudos to everyone involved in those projects. Cause it's, it's been an awesome week and, and it's gotten me hyped. This week has gone by so slow. Because you know, I'm just crawling. ready. I'm ready for it to be Saturday. Come on, please, <laughs> just just do it. Um, yeah, so that's where we sit. Uh, game on Saturday. Uh, as far as the LA Galaxy, they will train on Friday. Look for a small walkthrough. That's where Gamer Barrascoletto is going to pick his team. Um, so we sort of have a good idea of where we think that's going to go. Who's he going to pick? Uh, some guys. I think 11 of them. Uh, actually, 18 total. They're only, only 11 are going to play to begin. And then they true. might sub in three guys, but usually it's Guillermo, so they maybe might just sub one two. or two. <laughs> um, so anyway, so uh, that'll happen. So that's happening on Friday, and then Saturday, Dignity Health Sports Park is the game. And then Sunday, March 8th, uh, HEB Park in uh, in uh, in Rio Grande Valley. Where's that? Where's that? That's in uh, Texas somewhere. It's in Texas. I'm I remember because one of our quiet. I'm going to hit the cough button. Yeah, I was going to say the, the the Texas people. Um, somebody on in in Texas actually said I might go to this game. Um, should I do it? And I said, eh, if you want to. USL is kind of crazy. Uh, LA Galaxy at Rio Grande. LA Galaxy two at Rio Grande Valley FC. It's the start of the USL Championship season, um, and that is uh, the LA Galaxy two playing there on the road. Um, it looks like right now, Monday, March 9th is a to be announced in terms of it. The Galaxy may or may not train. I imagine they will train on Monday, but right now that's not on the schedule. Uh, the LA Galaxy schedule, as we told you on Monday, and as we've been getting you ready, is Vancouver on Saturday, then away to Inter Miami on March 14th. That game is going to be giant, huge, and way bigger deal than anybody wants to pretend that it's going to be. And Miami is uh, might be a good team. They're a real team. They might. Uh, they're the, a real the, team. The, they have players. Yeah, that's my my takeaway. Um, you know, normally when you look at an expansion side, you think, okay, no no high expectations the first year. Uh, but when you look at the players that they have, they've really surrounded, put a lot of veteran experience on that team, and and they're going to be dangerous. They're not going to be an easy out. Um, you know, you hate to say it, like like an FC Cincinnati. You right. Know, they are going to be someone who you're going to struggle against. And when you look at what they're building in Miami and the fan base and the atmosphere that they're kind of throwing around, um, that that place is going to be rocking. It's going to be their opening day, and I think that's that is not going to be an easy game. So. 
uh, you know, I think circling this game, taking care of business this Saturday is important because it's going to be difficult the following week. Uh, Orlando then at home after that, March 22nd, that ends March. Then April is Sporting Kansas City at home, Minnesota away, Philadelphia away, Toronto away, home to the Houston Dynamo. Wrap up the Houston series April 25th. That's that's fast. That's good for us. Get, get those games out of the way. Houston has not been fun towards the end of the season. But we wanted to get to a little bit of a preview in terms of what this league is going to look like according to 538 um, and sort of how we wanted to talk about that because it's it's important and it's, there's a reason that we use 538 and sort of are, are able to to gauge and guide you through the different stats and how it goes. Um, so if you're on YouTube, you can see the graphic of, uh, of 538 and what they have in terms of their picks and their winners. I know it's not exactly the giantest graphic you've ever seen, <laughs> but, but there, can, are a lot, there are 26 teams I have to fit on here yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. I was going to say I had to shrink the font to get it all to fit in my notes here. But basically 538, uh, they use ESPN's SPI, which is the soccer power index and they use that and a lot of other factors uh, in determining you know who where the season is going to end up so right now uh, if you look at the the way it's laid out there the galaxy sits in eighth overall with a 70 percent chance to make the playoffs a four percent chance to win the supporters shield uh, the funny thing is they have the second best projected offense and the third worst projected defense there is no other team with a wild discrepancy like that uh, so you know if you read them from the top we'll go all the way to the galaxy spot it's lafc atlanta toronto fc philadelphia seattle nycfc inter miami and then the la galaxy and i can tell you that inter miami was not there last week so something happened this week that they saw that miami is going to do a little bit better uh, than they thought but um, like you mentioned, you know, when we talk about the Western Conference, the Galaxy actually sits third if you just look at Western Conference team. So when you think about projections, where do you think this LA Galaxy team should end up? Third place seems like a reasonable goal. Maybe they're not going to end up first in the West, but shooting for a third place spot seems reasonable for the for the Galaxy. And that's something that 538 um, has them. And so 538, we always talk about them. We reference them. It shouldn't be taken as the law, but in the past couple seasons, they, they've really been locked in. You know, we look at just this opening weekend, there were 13 matches and their highest percentage uh, of predictions was correct eight out of the 13 times. So that's a 61%, um, you know, winning percentage. And if you go to Vegas with 61%, you win, you're going to walk away a very happy, happy person. So the ones they got wrong, uh, RSL at Orlando, LA at Houston and Toronto at San Jose, those were draws, which draws are never going to have the highest percentage anyway. So that's, it's almost unfair to count that against them. So then you look at Minnesota one at Portland and Colorado one at DC. So out of the 13 games, they only really technically got two wrong. And so why this is important is the method that they use. So again, we might bore people, we might lose people with some of the stats, but we're not just throwing 538 because it's a convenient thing. It's because of what they use. So they use three different factors. It's adjusted goals, uh, shot-based expected goals, and then non-shot expected goals. So basically what that means is they account for adjusted goals. It's accounting for conditions in which each goal was scored. So basically there's a less value if the other team had a red card, so there are fewer people people on the field. Uh, it's also adjusts you know, generally on goals scored over time. So if goals are scored later in the match, that's a factor. They lose points for that. Uh, expected goals basically is what the team should have scored based on distance and angle from the goal. And then non-shot expected goals is the non-shooting action. So if they intercepted the ball on the penalty spot, that's a higher percentage chance. So they could have scored there. So it's not just, oh, a random thing. We like this team. We like these players. It takes all of the stats into and metrics into account and that's why we use it and that's why every week 
Uh, we say, what does 538 say? It's because of all those factors that go into it. Yeah, which, by the way, 538 is going to have something to say about this game coming up. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm uh, excited that, to share the stats for this week's match. I, I know, we're going we're gonna to get there. So um, I think what we can do uh, is then get ready for this match. And, you know, understanding this game coming up on Saturday is the home opener. It kind of feels like the season opener, uh, if you're really being serious about all of it, because uh, everything seems to feel like it's all just building to this game. And last week's game was great, but it almost felt like an extension of the preseason, except, you know, the points sort of counted. Dan Steris was even talking about how, um, you know, I think, uh, or maybe Joe Corona was saying how he was adjusting, and it's sort of like we're trying to get sort of out of preseason mode into game mode. I have a feeling that game mode is going to be, you know, very much game mode on Saturday. And it's in front of, uh, you know, around 27,000. We know it's not 27,000, but in that neighborhood, a sellout crowd. Uh, the Galaxy is going to be up for this game. Yeah, it'll be close. So, uh, in order to uh, get us to this game, what we're going to do is get you uh, with the hammer back once again. Uh, we wanted to make sure that he was here, wanted to make sure that he could do it for you. So, without much further ado, Eric, the Portuguese hammer, with his dramatic game preview. Your LA Galaxy will make their first home appearance against Vancouver's frozen Whitecaps. So if you're upset about last week's draw at Houston, it is time to let it go, let it go, turn away and slam the door. This Saturday, all will be found when the Galaxy look to do the next right thing when they take on the Whitecaps to secure three point their first three points of the season. Because for the first time in forever, Jonathan Dos Santos will look to be back in the starting lineup and he will provide some much needed stability in the midfield. Will he be in form or will he be lost in the woods? Speaking of Mexican superstars, Chicharito is yet to score and he is going to go into the unknown when he steps into front of his first sold out crowd at Dignity Health Sports Park. Does he want to build a snowman? Because we'll happily take eight goals from Chicha. We will also find out if the LA Galaxy is a finished product or if they're a bit of a fixer upper that needs replacements in summer. Fortunately, Chicharito isn't our only weapon. We have our MVP, our most valuable Pavone. And I only have one request. You are the answer we've waited for all of our lives. Show yourself, Christian Pavone. Let us see who you are. Wow, all right. Woo. Everybody okay? I was going to say, uh, I blacked out. I was, again. Again? Again. Every time. I, I do that every time. Every time. Listen, I, I went a very specific direction there. Yes. I'm not going to get everyone in. Right. But if you have kids, 5 to 11... Right, that preview really spoke to you. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot um, of frozen references. Your, your frozen, your frozen knowledge is a little scary. Yeah, like, I was gonna say this one. That one was for my kids. Okay, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, be honest with you. I'm glad they listen. I hope. I hope. <laughs> they I hope, do listen. Okay, good. They get excited. They were very excited at our live show. They, they had a lot of fun. They were bored to their tears most of the time. <laughs> they were trying to get on mic is what they were. Okay, well, that's fine. I understand that. That was me my whole life, too. So uh, I get it. All right, so uh, Eric gets you uh, pretty close with all of that. Um, I'll tell you right now um, that uh, the LA Galaxy and home openers are a special thing. They're currently 10-5-2 all time, and I should point out our crack research staff i.e. Larry Morgan sent me all of these stats. Uh, they are 10-5-2 all-time in home openers. They've outscored opponents 32-16. to The last visiting team to win LA's home opener was FC Dallas, 2-1 in what year? 2017. Yeah, I, I was going to say, one. yeah, everybody remembers that. I remember home openers always being a great time because they usually won that one. Yep, and not, not 2017. Not, not 2017. <laughs> uh, the only visiting teams to tie were New England, 1-1 one, one in 2011, and DC United, 2-2 two, two in 2009. And New England has been the Galaxy's most common opponent in 
LA's home openers with four appearances. Funny, they also have five losses in MLS Cups. That's funny. <laughs> um, uh, for appearances, and the Galaxy are 2-1-1 one, one in those matches. Uh, the LA Galaxy coming up against Vancouver, who lost 3-1 to one at, at home to Sporting Kansas City. Um, it was a 2-1 game until the very last uh, minute of stoppage where they scored another one. Uh, Ali Adnan did not look very interested in this game, yeah. which yep. is uh, an interesting turn of events kinda, for one of their better players. I was going to say, it's kind of par for the course we saw with his penalties last season. Uh, you know, he's kind of a, a streaky player, so it's interesting to see uh, what factor he'll play in, in the game this weekend. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to sort of watch. Uh, the LA Galaxy obviously coming off the 1-1 draw with the Houston Dynamo. Now, uh, Galaxy and injuries. Jonathan Dos Santos is expected, and GBS confirmed that he looks like he will be in the 18-man roster coming up. So will Daniel Starris. Both players suffering from groin injuries. Pelvis? Pelvis? No. Is it, no, groin. Groin. Pelvis? I thought it was the, 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 the flu. Pe- the pelvis? I was going to make another joke, but no, I didn't make you, it. No, you didn't make it. It, just, it, <laughs> it was good. Stay away from I that one. I was going to say, yep. Pelvis? No. Groins. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Um, both players expected to be in the 18. I wouldn't be surprised if you see both of them start either. I was going to say, I think there was there was a... It was intentional that it was mentioned that they are going to be in the 18 and that they're not starting. You know, these are starting caliber players. I think ideally you want to see uh, JDS start the game but at the same token this is vancouver again if you look at 538 they're not expected to do well it's not going to be your better team 538 doesn't (laughs) like vancouver they really don't like vancouver so so the la galaxy without jonathan dos santos should be able to take care of business and you bring in jonathan dos santos as a sub to close out the game or you know worst case scenario if you really need him you bring him on you don't want to put him out too early big crowd a lot of hype pushes himself too much, and he hurts himself. So I think that's what you don't want to see. But again, do you want to also put your best starting lineup to win the game? Then Jonathan Dos Santos and uh, Daniel Stairs are your guys. I think Jonathan and Dan both start. Yeah, you're there probably, we go. Okay, you're probably just, right. I, yeah. But I'm just saying they were very careful not to make that guarantee today. They well, said they're going to be in the 18. Yeah, they're never going to tell you they're going to start. Like you could have, you know, you have David Bingham and, and Guillermo's going to be like, I don't know if he's going to play. Uh, I don't know. You know? I, don't know. I think he, he, <laughs> they'd feel very comfortable telling you that Chicharito is going to start. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's certain guys again. It is certain guys, but there's there's a competitive advantage here. Are you going to get ready for Jonathan oh, Dos Santos? True. That's true. There you go. That's or a you smart gonna, move. Or are you going to get ready for Sasha Klesh and yeah, Perry Kitchen? I, I forget that other teams may be, may be interested in, in knowing who they're going to start. By the way, uh, Chris Winningham gave a little shout out to uh, to me and yeah, Corner of the Galaxy on uh, on the nationally televised uh, Univision SAP uh, broadcast there. <laughs> that no one was able to, to catch. I, I watched you, it in Spanish. I watched it. Uh, I so I watched it in Spanish on my TV because Spectrum can't get it right. Um, and then I watched, uh, and then I had the audio from the t- from Twitter, Twitter yeah, coming Twitter, through. Twitter. So I was listening to the English on Twitter, and it was about five or six seconds delayed from the uh, from the actual game, which was fine. I don't really care. Um, I was there, and so we were watching. But anyway, Chris gave us a little shout out. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough. To- Chris is an avid listener whenever it's Galaxy uh, Week for him, and it's he a, has to do I'm it. Say, so. if, if you're announcing the game, it'd be pretty wise to listen to the show. I I would think so. <laughs> um, it's I, I think I sort of mentioned it that uh, that. I've talked to, for the most part, um, I'm in fairly constant contact with people who do ESPN and for for now Univision, um, but not Fox. So and well, they and have Alexi Lola, so was, they're in good was, shape. They don't need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but if you look at the broadcast qualities between Univision, oh, who yeah. I think I does a great what, job, I see where you're going with it, and ESPN does a great job. 
And then there's one that sort of falls. And then there's the BSI, the podcast of MS, MLS coverage. <laughs> it's like they have a webcam behind the goal. I can't handle it. It's like it's like it's like 480p. Yeah. It's you can barely see the ball looks like a pixel. Can't seem to get it right. Um, anyway, so um, so that was just that was great. We appreciate the shout out, and hopefully we provided some uh, some good information for that. Um, but you look at this game, and Eric, I know you're about to tell me what the odds are <laughs> from 538, and you showed them to me. And you should start by. Do you have the ones from last yeah, year? Yeah. I, I, okay. I, last year the Galaxy lost. Yeah. Yes. At home, four to three, right? To close, that was their last home game of the season. And everybody was like, oh, they're going to win this game. Yeah. And it was another reason they didn't have a home playoff game yeah. was that game that they lost. So I'm, I'm going to start with uh, 538 on September 29th, 2019, uh, Galaxy versus Vancouver. The Galaxy were 78% favorites to win. Then Vancouver were 9% favorites to win and then a 14% chance for a draw. Drastically different odds for March 3rd, or I'm sorry, March 7th, 2020. The Galaxy. 78% chance to win. Vancouver, 9% chance to win. The only difference is the draw is now 13%. So they rounded down. The math doesn't even check out uh, because of the percentages, but literally the exact same percentage to win and to lose. So you want to feel good about it, but we have been burned by this before. So the Galaxy expected to win big. They're the second highest uh, expectation to win of the whole league slate. Uh, the other one is uh, Cincinnati is not fair to do well against Atlanta at Atlanta. Um, so they should win. They should win, but, you know, we've been here before. Cincinnati had to get rid of their coach because he said naughty, yeah. racist things. Yeah, they so only have a can, 5% chance to win. They, <laughs> wow. That's not good. 538 doesn't like Cincinnati, no. and they don't like Vancouver. Um, that's pretty clear. Again, you have expansion teams like yeah. Nashville who sit above these teams. Um, and I think Nashville actually could yeah. be a team uh, as well. They didn't look bad. They didn't look horrible, they, no. But they didn't, they didn't look Miami good. No, no, no. Miami, eh, you know how it is. It's early. <laughs> it's early. We'll see. We'll see how it yeah. all gets put they're together. They're the bells of the ball for it. Um, yeah, Miami's still going through a whole thing where they're uh, they're looking at like their players. Like Their coach yeah. came on so late, he doesn't really it's, even it's, know yeah. as, uh, what players he has. It's, so. not a, it's not a complete project yet. No, it's not. So anyway, so that's where we sit. Um, I think that you're going to see a starting lineup with Jonathan Dos Santos and Dan Starrs in it. I think that Nick DePew probably goes back to the bench, which I know a lot of people are like, no, no, but it, it, let the process work itself out. This I, is a process. Yeah, I think you have to be respectful of your veterans and your starters. So Pipo and uh, Daniel Stairs are your veterans and they're your starters. And so as, as well as Depew is done, he's not, he was not brought in to be a starter. So you give the starters the opportunity. If it goes sideways, then you say, listen, you guys aren't hacking it. We're going to bring in Depew because, you know, he's shown that he's capable, but you have to give the respect to the veterans and give them the opportunity. Uh, it's theirs to lose, but you give them the opportunity. Uh, the, uh, the big, uh, the, the good players, we sort of mentioned Ali Adnan for Vancouver. Um, Cavallini. Yeah, their new signing, their, Lucas Cavallini, El Tanque. Like, he seems like he's good. I know he missed yeah. some shots. I know it didn't all go the way that he wanted it to go in that game, but Vancouver had some chances yeah. in that game. It wasn't all horrible. It was really bad to watch. Um, <laughs> I, and I, I, can, I, I can't it, remember which broadcaster called it on their 1978 turf. Yeah, so, um, salutes to you, to you if you watched Vancouver versus Sporting Kansas City opening weekend. It should, it should have been on the list. Yeah. Should have put it on the list. But uh, if, if history tells me anything, is the Galaxy usually do well to neutralize uh, other teams main attacker and it's kind of the wild card that that always seems to bite the galaxy on the back end so i think you know lucas cavallini if he's one that's circled they'll probably cover him but someone like yordi reina who's their their other forward i could picture someone like that being the person who 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 squeaks in the goal and then of course you have uh, max crepeau who, who's you know the galaxy have had fits with in the past yeah he's a he's a decent goalkeeper um he's not horrible he has no defense in front of him really um would and you like say I the said, defense plays like crepeau yes <laughs> thank you wow thank you 
Wow, that was a that, Kevin Baxter that was a level Baxter joke. joke. Yeah, yeah that you're was, welcome. Yeah, that was good. Um, right. Are we going to lose our monetization from YouTube? On Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll I'll have to file a copyright. And, and not claim. because of the word, because no. it was just a bad joke. It was a bad joke. Um, but anyway, so that's what's going on. In the LA Galaxy kickoff, 7 p.m. This game on Spectrum Sportsnet. It will be blacked out on ESPN Plus. Don't come crying to me, VPN. If you really want to do that, um, you can try it. I know people have had some success. Some people better than others. Um, and also, if you your best bet might be after the game. Yes, yeah, people yeah. might have. Yeah, uh, versions uh, that have been downloaded and, and saved. So I mean, that not, might be not, your best bet. Not that we're telling people not, to do and, that, and not that I know where to get them. But, not, not but that I've heard that's a way to do it. Not that we're not that we're telling you to do that. Yes, um, yes, anyway, pay pay your cable fees. Buy Spectrum. I, I Wait, can't this even, is not a sponsor. I was going to say I can't <laughs> even tell you. to yeah, do Yeah, I can tell you with my experience with Spectrum. Don't buy Spectrum. LA Galaxy you know, kickoff. Me in the DMs. Seven p.m. Uh, against Vancouver Whitecaps. This is the the home opener. I keep wanting to call it a season opener. It's not. It's the home opener. Um, yeah, but still. And this will get the uh, the LA Galaxy rocking and rolling for their home, and then again, away to uh, enter Miami next weekend. So uh, a lot of things happening very quickly. I'm not going to let you get out here. What's your prediction? My prediction guaranteed for this game wrong. that is guaranteed to be wrong is making you go first. Okay, 4-1, LA Galaxy. 4-1? Chicharito hat trick. 4-1? I'm feeling good. I believe in 538. I like their metrics. Uh, Galaxy have high expected goals uh, with non-shot based targets. I don't know what I'm saying now. Yeah, yeah. For, I'm just feeling good. Home opener, one. Chicharito. Okay. You know, he he's due. He gets his goals. I, I say they they make easy work of it, but they definitely let a goal in. I say three two. Ooh, Vancouver. Why? A shootout. Vancouver. 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 Oh, I man. I think they come in and they ruin the party you know, again. You know why I like it? Why? Because you're guaranteed to be wrong. <laughs> No, no, I can't. I can't even pick Vancouver. I wanted to. I wanted to be contrarian. I wanted to say that it was. I can't. The Galaxy should win this game. We talk about this all the time. Where Galaxy should win the game. They should do something. This is a game where they're lined up for it. They have more talent. They are the better team. There's no excuse for them not putting this together. And I perfectly understand. They don't have the chemistry yet. They don't understand how to attack yet. They're barely <laughs> figuring out how to defend. They look frustrated at times. They uh, look frustrated. Yeah. All of those things. The counterattack is susceptible. That's all right. You know what? Let me change. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just, <laughs> Okay, four, four, three, four, three. No, um, no, I still have faith. Okay, good. Um, that's good. And I think the Galaxy should win this game, um, and it should be a growing lesson for them. You should see Chicharito getting into the offense. You should see that Christian Pavone can score from anywhere on the field. Um, you know, you're gonna hopefully you're gonna see Alexander Katai go longer than 58 minutes. Yeah. Uh, because really, I think you need him for 65 or 70 minutes if he's going to be an effective wing out there. And, and that's that's what we're gonna see as the season goes on. We're gonna see these guys get their fitness, hit their stride. They're not going to be there by game one, game two, uh, but you're going to see, I think you'll see a better performance in game two than you did in game one because one, it's not away, so you get a little bit of home cooking, and two, they've already kind of got the jitters out, got the wiggles out, and they're going to, you know, got that first initial stage fright out, and so now they're ready to focus and uh, zero in and win the game. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I think the weather should be pretty good. I don't think it's supposed to rain or there hail or thunder lightning. Light, there were, depending on when you looked at the weather, there may have been rain scheduled. Light, light, like light a showers. 20% chance, which we could tell you for a low percentage, <laughs> it's cap it is capable of hailing at Dignity Health Sports Park, so. Uh, don't rule it out, but again, wear a jacket. Yeah. That's my advice. Wash your hands, wear a jacket. <laughs> Wash we'll your see hands, you wear a jacket. That's good. Okay, I like that. Um, so anyway, so uh, we'll see everybody at the stadium. We'll be there. Eric, anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. I feel no. good about it. We you're, gave our shout outs. You're ready to Shout out to up? Cosmo SC. Yeah, there you go. You're, I'm glad you're still hyped. You're never going to play again. <laughs> it, uh, it's my one week. I got to soak it in. All right. Why don't you tell people where they can find you and uh, we'll get on out of here. You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You can also follow me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. We're still a little bit away from a thousand followers. So let's get the quest for 1K for Galaxy Profile. 
All right. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com. You can get all of our videos, podcasts, all that fun stuff is right there for you. Uh, So please check that out and uh, go support our shirt if you can. Buy some stickers if you want to. All that stuff is right there for you. All right. Big shout out to Kelly and Lexi for sitting in our studio audience today. Very, very good. And uh, if you ever want to come in and be part of this studio audience, you're more than welcome to do that. Just shoot me a message and we'll figure out a time for you to be able to do that. All right. For Eric, the Portuguese Hammer, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll see you at the game on Saturday. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.